religion tends to mold many people's worldview and beliefs about our origin as a species, right? And this is something to this very day that we have not come close to figuring out. I mean, there are some theories and proposals about it, but that's about it, right? So from a young age, and even as we grow older, we tend to hold on to aspects of these stories, and they may influence us in many different ways, morally, ethically, what have you, right? And many of these stories involve magic or divine phenomena, as described in scriptures and holy Bibles and all that. But as technology has progressed over those years, things that once seemed magical now in fact make perfect sense and fall in line within this sort of, this kind of bubble of possibility, right? And as our modern worldview has become shaped by this sort of technocentric, materialistic kind of scope, the ancient astronaut theory has actually found itself to be an increasingly well-respected proposal with a very large audience and still growing. So Arthur C. Clarke famously made this contention when he said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, right? And although it's unclear whether Clarke ascribed to the belief, it's likely he would have at least entertained it at the very least, right? So it's uncertain who first conceived of the ancient astronaut theory, but there are certainly a few founding fathers, if you will. And in the mid-20th century, a cadre or a group of these thinkers began to publish parallel theories based on the idea that the powers possessed by so-called gods of religious lores and stories were starting to sound awfully similar to modern technological advancements. So, influenced by cryptic ancient texts, an increasing fascination with science fiction and advancements in the space program, researchers such as Zachariah Sitchin, Von Daniken, and even Carl Sagan began to sort of entertain this proposal. These thinkers pointed to the anachronistic nature of certain artifacts, cargo cults that viewed modern technology as if it were magic, and the incredibly advanced engineering seen in megalithic sites around the world, ostensibly constructed by primitive means. But while they may have agreed that the theory was plausible, their beliefs varied dramatically, and Carl Sagan would later disavow those who speculated wildly without providing solid, verifiable evidence, right? After all, it was Carl Sagan who fam famously said, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So Satan... Sagan, sorry, was certainly captivated by the prospect of extraterrestrial life, believing proof of its, of its existence would drastically change the course of humanity, and it certainly would. I mean, how we view things in the past as well as how we view things now and how we would view things moving forward, right, with regards to politics, prejudice, and, and war, providing us with a renewed sense of hope and direction. But when the idea began to take off in the 1960s, Sagan and colleague I.S. Shklovitsky backtracked on the ancient astronaut hypothesis they once encouraged scientists and historians and many other people to consider. Though by that point, they had already laid the foundation for the theory, especially with their interpretation of the ancient Sumerian texts, such as the Oannes, which described in detail a fish-like being that taught early civilizations agriculture, mathematics, and arts. 
This likely paved the way for Sitchin's translations of the Sumerian epics, beginning with his seminal work called The Twelfth Planet. So, Sitchin's interpretations of Sumerian cuneiform tablets proposed the idea that an undiscovered planet in our solar system orbiting in a 3,600-year cycle was home to an extraterrestrial race called the Anunnaki, who were responsible for the advancement of human civilization. And he famously called their planet Nibiru. Nibiru. So, I just want to note very quickly that when it comes to the Anunnaki, it's very interesting because there seems to be some type of constant reoccurring theme or proposal that kind of goes back to the origins of these beings and how these beings seem to have taught the human race a lot of what we know and a lot of what we know today and a lot of what we base our core beliefs and fundamental values and reliances on in a lot of aspects, whether it's mathematics, whether it's science, whether it's agriculture for food, you name it, right? And so Sitchin's interpretations have been dissected, debated, and all that for decades, but despite all of the controversy surrounding it, his work has maintained its place as one of the most popular ancient astronaut theories, selling tons of copies worldwide, millions, and even continuing to inspire mainstream culture today. And it's very important that this is the case because we need thinkers like this that think outside of the box and propose these kind of, to some at least, some, these radical ideologies or theories, if you will. Because even if, not they're, even if they're not entirely correct, they may in a lot of cases be vastly correct, right? So, Not in, though not entirely focused on ancient astronauts, the show Ancient Aliens featured many unexplained phenomena related to a lot of different things that still to this day we cannot explain, including the cargo cults of World War II era notoriety and many more. It was in areas of the South Pacific, including Papua New Guinea, where primitive tribes witnessed modern airplanes piloted by beings who neither hunted, fished, yet never lacked food, right? So once the war ended, they abandoned their airstrips, airplanes, and technology, leaving it behind to a primitive group of humans who had no idea how to use it or what to make of it. Instead, they created effigies of the airplanes, hoping to invoke those godlike men who piloted them and hopefully bring back the gifts which they believed were sent by their deceased ancestors, right? And so this here seem to be one of the strongest points of evidence for the ancient astronaut theory and appear to apply to many ancient cultures, including those that penned the Old Testament Bible, the Quran, the, the Mahabharata, sorry if I butcher that, and other religious scriptures, often describing the same phenomena within consistent anecdotal overlap. Right, And this is something that I cannot stress enough because at the end of the day, there have been landing pads found from ancient times, or at least generally consen a general consensus surrounding what these pads were used for, right? In ancient times, why would there be such aerodynamic-oriented landing pads when they couldn't even, at the time, they barely even had boats, let alone be able to create something that could fly in the air, right? And so this could have definitely been something where they were hoping for 
these aliens, but at the time they referred to them as gods, to return back to, to Earth or to their town or to their region, right? Or to their, their nation, whatever, and visit them, right? So it's possible that part of von Daniken's appeal, who was one of the many thinkers who was a big proponent of the ancient astronaut theory, was the seemingly endless ancient astronaut proof that went beyond what others presented. Out-of-place artifacts like the Quimbaya airplanes, the Piri rice map, and the Nazca lines in Peru all proved confounding to mainstream archaeology, and many remain so today, right? They, they can't explain it. They have no idea what it is, right? So he, von Daniken, he, he delved deeply into esoteric biblical apocrypha, like the Book of Enoch, as well as the strange stories of flying craft called Vimana and accounts of nuclear war in the Hindu Vedas, which I've, I've done an episode on uh, a little bit earlier in the week. Now, von Daniken provided mounting evidence that made increasing sense in a world when or where religious dogma and hippie-era spirituality started to clash. It was sort of a sensical compromise in a world of antiquated religious religiousness and advancing technology right and that legacy continues to captivate minds of the curious today now here's the thing these thinkers are widely respected and it's ironic when suddenly these thinkers perspectives and belief suddenly drop and plummet the second they subscribe to these certain proposals or ideologies and i want to make clear as well these intellectual leaders are not saying that this is accurate and this is true they're saying it is plausible and it's something we cannot rule out and it's interesting because every time there's something to do with aliens and extraterrestrials influencing the human species there is an immediate shutdown of that person and their proposals not just on a corporate level but also on a personal level Right, which has just gone to show the influence in which these psyops have given to people through the corporate level and through the intelligence communities where people will, are so easy and quick to call bullshit on these kinds of things. Right? And so we have to consider the fact that even if you take away the ancient aliens show proposals and evidence that they've that they've disclosed i mean a lot of their episodes are very good and very informative some of them are not because i'm not gonna kiss their ass for you know for the entire time that they were on air but the episodes in which they disclosed that and explained that they were able to find ample amounts of land that had seemed to have been constructed to be some type of airstrip or some type of flying machinery, which were then used for some type of symbolic reemergence of sorts. It really is compelling. And so here's the thing. I encourage everybody to go look at this for yourself. I mean, I'll be putting the pictures, if you're watching on YouTube, in the corner down below here where my hand is. But ultimately, we have to understand and we have to think about what exactly embodies these types of beliefs to be dismissed so easily, right? I mean, if you look, for example, at the ancient sites 
that have been unexplainable by scientists, archaeologists, and what have you. Sites where you have pyramids. I believe there was one pyramid in Mexico where, where when you looked at it from above, it, it identically matched that of a computer CPU that we use in today's modern day. There is something going on in this universe, not just in this pl- on this planet, but in this universe that is interconnected. There are signs of that everywhere. And the fact that people are not willing to accept this on a fundamental level, not saying you have to believe in aliens, or not saying you have to entertain and believe in all these proposals and theories. The fact that people do not see this reoccurring theme, and if they do see it, they just simply refuse to accept it, if you will. But the fact that it's not seen and accepted by more than it should be is very frightening in a lot of cases because it kind of puts this sort of tunnel vision worldview on a lot of what's going on. Now, yes, you can argue that there are people that simply don't care about these topics, and that is fine. But when the evidence is insurmountable, and the evidence is so apparent, it really makes you think, why will you not at least entertain the theory? And I'm not here talking to, to you, the viewer, or the listener, trying to convince you. I'm trying to support your beliefs and I thank you for watching and listening because I'm trying to encourage the reasoning and logic for people out there to want to believe more and to want to aspire to not say, okay, I'll believe this, but I will entertain this. I will entertain this ideology or this proposal or this theory, right? And so ultimately, when you look at people like Stephen Hawking, they have really, people like him have really towed the line when it comes to these types of ancient astronaut and extraterrestrial theories and proposals. And the reason for that, I think, and I think many other agree with this, is because of the fact that in order to stay a reputable scientist or mathematician or professor or doctor in this society, you cannot fully embrace these ideologies without being ridiculed, right? So let me know what you guys think. I'm sure as, the, uh, as you've seen prior when you're watching this whole episode, I have definitely put up images of ancient astronaut landing zones and different evidence that would suggest many different things. So let me know what you guys think. And if you think this is just a whole bunch of crap, if this can be dismissed in many other ways, or if you think that this is something that should be taken a little bit more seriously in our society as a whole. Thank you.